This is Onis on Opas, a fan podcast where we talk about our favorite and sometimes not so favorite things about Korean dramas, most especially our K-drama boyfriends, aka Opas. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, aka Onis. I am Susie. And I am Lynn. And... What have you been watching this week, Suze? Or a little bit longer. We haven't recorded for a couple weeks. What, mm-hmm. what have you been watching lately? Lately? Ujum. Okay. So, um, I'm going to save what I just finished as a segue because okay. we will be talking about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing we're going to talk about. Um, but I, you know, after I finished that, I'm like, okay, I am sort of in a void other than these things that I'm slowly going through forever because they're not so interesting that I want to like keep watching but I'm just yeah. going through them whenever I can or feel like it um so I'm like in a void of sort of like a regular viewing thing mm-hmm. so I was like what do you do when you have a void you have first dates you have first dates so mm-hmm. I was like I'm gonna mm-hmm. take I'm gonna go on a first date with a few so here's the list. Okay. I did, I did four. So okay. Uh, I started Hyena with oh Kim Hyesu and Ju Ji Hoon, and that first episode was a roller coaster. Yeah, and I am so hooked. I'm like ready to just like keep going with that, um, okay. for sure. But it is. Mm, it is so fun. It is so good. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying okay. it. Okay. First episode. And then I did While You Were Sleeping. So, mm-hmm. also, what a roller coaster first episode. Totally hooked. Yeah. Will yeah. continue very soon as well. Um, and I'm just enjoying Lee Jung Suk being very silly (laughs) that first episode is really different from any other thing i've seen him in which is only in pinocchio really i've not really seen him in anything yeah (laughs) i just realized i'm like oh yeah i've only seen him in pinocchio um and then i tried out backstreet rookie all right okay so Here's the thing. I mean, this is very silly. And it's adapted from a webtoon. And I think it's adapted from, like, a smutty webtoon. Oh. But, of course, they're not doing that in this drama. Right. Like, they're just, like, okay. taming it the heck down. But okay. apparently there was, like, a ton of controversies. Like, people were, like, writing in to cancel it because it was so offensive and... All this stuff. And I was like, what? I mean, the Uh most offensive thing that I could tell was there's some kind of, there's a cultural appropriation slash maybe a little bit racist thing where one of the supporting characters has dreads. He has dreads. Oh, okay. He wants to live that reggae life or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And I think later on I saw, you know, people, some articles about how there's going to be an interaction with a black man that is uh-huh. 
I don't know, meant to be like sort of like fun and funny, but is also like, but why are you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of like the content? Okay. But I don't know if I would. I mean, it's not sensitive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it. I don't know that it's outright offensive. I don't know. I'll have to yeah. like look at it when it comes by. But yeah, I'm like, I don't know why this character needs to have dreads. Like there's right. Absolutely no reason. And and then I think they're also sort of protesting the inappropriateness of how it's, you know, Kim Yu Jung and uh Ji Chang Wook. Ji Chang Wook, right? Yeah. Where, you know, she's young. He's not very young yeah. anymore. Right, <laughs> right, like, right. He was not that young when they made that, yeah. Nah, you know. And right. I mean they they do a thing where they meet when she was still in school and then there's a time jump. So she's now like 22 and then that's when they start to like know each other. You know, that uh-huh. meeting when th- she was in school was like very brief. And they also take issue like that this supporting character that has the dreads is also like a webtoon a uh, writer who does smutty webtoons. <laughs> okay. I mean, and, you know, there's just, like, a scene that's very, like, uh, it's a little uncomfortable, also, like, gross, but, he, you know, he's, like, drawing and doing his work, but it just, like, seems he's, like, a little excited while he's doing it or whatever, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. What have you. Anyway, I'm only on episode two, but... I feel like, I don't know. The majority of it was very silly, but not in a bad way. And mm. I don't know. I will, I'll probably DNF it, like, in a yeah. few episodes if things don't improve or, like, yeah, you know. Like, right now it's like, all right, there's some problems, but they're not, like, deal breakers necessarily. So I don't know. I'm on the fence, but I'm continuing on to see like if I need to drop it. Other people, please chime in if you have seen it and yeah. <laughs> want to ward me off of it or whatever, or feel like right. you know the, the reviews. I've I've looked at some reviews and a lot of people are like it's not that bad, or some people are like oh it's gross, and you know so there's yeah, yeah. a spectrum as always. So sure, right. We Your mileage see. may vary. Yeah, but apparently it was one of the most, um, it like sort of broke the record of how many people wrote in to get it canceled. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> For like complaints. Yeah, and the weird thing is there was an article like about a month into its playing that said, oh, it's under review by like the whatever FCC of oh, Korea, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. But there are no articles that says, oh, they reviewed it and it's fine, or they reviewed it and it's not fine. Obviously, it completed. Right, <laughs> right. They made it. So. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just sort of, like, petered out, I guess. I don't, mm, mm. It was weird. Mm. Anyway, who mm. knows? But okay. So, I can't say that I'm, like, enjoying it, but I thought the first episode was actually, like, very fun. Mm-hmm. Minus the, like, weird dreads. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> um, okay, so that's the third one. And then 
I started, she was pretty. It's a Park Sojun vehicle with um, Huang Jung-um, who I know from Lucky Romance, the one with... Oh, yeah. Ru Jun-yo. Yeah. Why is his name so hard to pronounce? I have such a hard time saying Ru. 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 That's why I just call him Junyo. Junyo Opa. <laughs> so, Lucky Romance, which was, you know, I think also share a lot of DNA with this show, actually. Mm-hmm. And actually, the office where she works, I was like, is this the same office? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the wow. The lay- layout is so similar. Hilarious. And I'm like, did you just do the same set? Is this the same writer? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> So, anyway, she was trying to find a job. She's uh, waitressing when we meet her. And so she's, you know, sort of like down on her luck kind of person. Mm -hmm. Well, she, our main lady, got a job. She didn't think she was going to get this job, but she got a job. And everyone around her in that office is actually mostly very kind and like nice to her and like reasonable i mean there's one girl that's just petty i mean she's just (laughs) you know she's just a mean girl or whatever but everyone else is just like very normal yeah except for the new deputy editor (laughs) Mm -hmm. is park (laughs) sergeant so of course he's there here is my problem with this show right now he is a big butthole at work he is doing negative reinforcement instead of positive reinforcement to get people to produce Mm -hmm. but he is especially terrible at her even outside the office okay i mean unnecessary cruel comments about her appearance about her intelligence about all these things Mm. and you know she is not not to blame sometimes but yeah, also but... she does not deserve to be treated that way. Right. So I'm like, you cannot be these two people. I'm sorry. Yeah. It is very upsetting. It is very upsetting. You would have DNF'd it in at least two episodes. Yeah. At most two episodes. Because I'm like, how did I? I did not know I could hate Park Sojin. Right? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, but now, ooh, would like to I... punch him in the face. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, dear. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah. So anyway, he is slowly learning some things because she is, you know, every now and then she speaks up and she's like, hey, dude, like you, why are you saying these things? You can't. And this thing is not my fault. It is your fault. And da, 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 you know. Yeah. But he is far from, you know, the place where he needs to be. But I am most interested in... Um, is he gonna grovel? Is it mm-hmm. is there groveling gonna happen? Right. That is a must, right? A real big must, right? Because she's like real mad at him now too. Because she's like, oh, he's like a total jerk. Yeah. But I'm also like, oh, I hope there's not a makeover component to this. Yeah. And it does. I mean, it's not looking like it's really gonna go that way, but. I imagine there might be like a brief makeover at some point when you have to like attend a thing or something. I don't know. Right. So mm-hmm. anyway, 
So I want to know, is he going to grovel? Is there going to be a makeover component? Right. <sighs> I want to know where this mess is going. I want to know. Well, and how messy is it going to get? <laughs> I I will uh, await your assessment because that sounds like a hard pass for me. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because, hmm. I do not Parts want to see PSJ being trash. Oof. Yeah. Don't don't watch this because, wow. But I don't know. I want to see like what, what happened. So I'm, I'm like speeding through this show. Like I'm just like keep on going. So anyway, those are the four things. Oh boy. You have, I have been some checking jakes. out. Wow. Yeah. 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 So you've been busy. Well, what have you been watching? That was like an hour in itself. Um, <laughs> first half hour of our show. Um, well, what have you, have you been watching? Update us on your dates. Well, mine is going to be a lot quicker. Uh, since the last time that we recorded, I watched all of a business proposal. I don't think I'd watched Ooh. any of it last time we recorded. And mm-hmm. I mean, it absolutely lived up to all the hype. It was it, everything that I mm-hmm. wanted and expected. Watched it all in two days. Um, yeah, just, I mean, just so, so delightful, just the perfect thing for when you just want something easy and not stressful and Mm -hmm. funny, like legit laugh out loud funny with characters (laughs) who are annoying, but like not so annoying that you want to punch them in the face annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, just just so so charming and with a lot of shared dna i thought with uh what's wrong with secretary kim which we're going to talk about Mm. in a in a little bit i thought that that was interesting yeah uh Uh the similarities of that and then after i finished that i went back and watched the rest of my love from the star all Uh 21 episodes um which i mostly really enjoyed Uh uh-huh there was no universe in which it needed to be 21 episodes. Like they right? could easily have cut three episodes out of the middle because so much of the middle was just different iterations of things that had already happened. Like the yeah. bad guy, you know, doing another terrible thing to the main lady so that she ends up in the hospital again which everybody keeps ending up in the hospital with these like life-threatening things and then like 24 hours later they're back to their regular shenanigans like what world is this (laughs) where people get out of the hospital and resume normal activities after a life-threatening emergency anyway um I mean, that was really my main complaint was just that it took like that whole middle section of Mm -hmm. like no forward momentum in the plot. Like, you know where it's going, you know, like everything that's happening. It just feels like they're stalling for time because they can't move forward to the end yet because it's only like episode 12 out of 21 um so yeah that was that was my main thing that once they got over that hump and things actually started happening again like the beginning was strong stuff happened the middle was redundant 
the you know the third act was also pretty strong with a lot of stuff happening um i liked the ending i mean it was a little mm-hmm. you know was like maybe not the most satisfying ending but it felt like an appropriate ending <clears throat> um yeah. and i just loved the main leads i thought they had great chemistry uh mm-hmm. i mean you and i was terrible <laughs> which i did not expect at the beginning because her character you know is all play like pretending to be all sweet and nice and then really underneath she's terrible <laughs> um so i mean that was sort of interesting but i was just like ugh. uh and yeah definitely some boundary issues with this show as well because the second lead like will not leave our main lady alone even though she is very clear with him like i am not interested in you i am not getting together with you and he keeps telling people that he's her boyfriend like that's not okay and he keeps he keeps saying at different points throughout the show for like 21 episodes keeps saying like I I just can't get over you. And I kept saying out loud to the screen, like, have you really tried? You have a giant, <laughs> like, four by six canvas of her over your bed. Like, if you want to get over her, maybe get rid of the artwork. There's, like, <laughs> one suggestion from me. So, anyway, so he was, I mean, I find that actor really charming, and I would love to see him in some more things where his character was not so annoying, but, uh, oh, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but the two main leads were, you know, delightful, and the annoying characters were not in it so much mm-hmm. that I still, I still liked it, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, I don't know that I would be re-watching it i might rewatch some key scenes that are cute but i definitely want to i have not watched any other things with that main lady um mm-hmm. and i just thought she was really delightful so i'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing some more things with her and then once i finished that i have just been cramming for today's episode <laughs> Susie. i have been trying not to rewatch every episode of what's wrong with secretary kim just like i tried not to rewatch every episode of reply 1988 because once you get into it it's just like oh i just mm-hmm. love it so much it's so delightful but before we get to what's wrong with secretary kim Susie, tell us the other thing that you just <laughs> finished watching. Because I know well, that there's another one. <laughs> well, Lynn, prior to my first dates, I just finished watching Sung Kyun Kwan's Scandal, starring our Oni of the Day, Park Min Young, if you have not already guessed. <laughs> ding, ding, right? <laughs> just finger hearts forever, Park Min Young, this lady has been busy since mm-hmm. 2006 like almost nonstop yeah has been in things and just the breadth of her work is so vast staggering <laughs> just staggering at this point she's just been in so many things so many different kinds of things mm-hmm. um i don't know which opa she's not been with <laughs> paired with i mean mm. the queen of pairings yeah um 
So the first thing we'll talk about is Sukyukun Scandal, which I believe is the um, the drama that propelled her to famousdom, mm-hmm. if not stardom yet. <laughs> but I think people started noticing her and her other leads that were with her. Yeah. Park Yoo-chan, Song Joon-ki, and Yu Ah-in, all four of them, I think, just really became quite famous after mm-hmm. after this one. And, I mean, rightly so. It's like young people reaching for their dreams type of show, you know? Everyone loves, loves, loves this kind of show. So, Sung Kyung Kwan is the name of the university during the Joseon period. Mm-hmm. And Red Sleeve fans would like to know, maybe, that this is during Isan's oh, reign. Oh, during the reign of Isan. Oh, we well, even see a different Isan. <laughs> different Isan um, presiding over the country. You mean it wasn't Some... a like 10 year old Junho? <laughs> No, 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 no. It was somebody else being the king. So there are some politics that's not even palace shenanigans because it's Mm. very contained to just like the king and some of the like main ministers type deal. But the majority of the show, it's a college show. (laughs) It's a total college show. So Park Min Young is, um, we first meet her as... A boy. Haha. <laughs> Cross-dressing trope. Here we go. Already. <laughs> so she is somebody who can read and write very well. And so she's been working with this person who owns a bookstore to like write books or annotate books or whatever she does, right? Any kind of writing service that other people might not mm be able to do you know she she'll do for money because her family is poor and her brother is not well so they need medicine Mm -hmm. so this is what she's doing to get ends meet and then through shenanigans (laughs) one of the things she was contracted to do is to become to substitute somebody to take like the national exam basically to okay. you know it's like a civil service exam right and i'm not clear if this is like the sat or whatever because <laughs> i'm not sure if it's to go to school or just to get a job but it's one of these like tests only for men right you know to like get a job you know famously son did this thing where he sort of normalized anybody from any background should mm. be able to take the civil exam Mm-hmm. So anyway, so somebody paid her to take the exam. Mm-hmm. And uh, Park Yoo-chun, who is our main lead, found out about this and uh, encouraged her slash him to take the exam with his own name ah. because he found out that she is smart and knows her stuff. And it's like, it's such a waste for you to just do this for somebody else. Right. So there's like 
kind of a confusing thing that happened that made her have to like pull out her nameplate, which is her brother's nameplate. Mm-hmm. And so she had to take this exam <laughs> under her brother's name at the time. So she does, and the king happened to preside over the exam this time. He doesn't usually do it, but he's like, we're just going to do it because there's, you know, for funsies. So he does, and he notices both Park Yuchin and Park Min Young have, like, really interesting answers to the question. Mm-hmm. And so he goes, hey, you two, I'm a mandate you two to go to Sung Kyun Kwan and go study. I'm a ordering you to do it. Oh. <laughs> so she's like, what? <laughs> so this is how she gets into Sun So it's all about, you know, she goes in and there's like orientation, there's hazing, there's your unorthodox professor who is using different methods to test you and teach mm-hmm. you and this kind of stuff. You have the well, because it's a cross-dressing trope, you have also one room. You're together in one room. There's the, You live oh, in a dorm. Yeah. You live in a dorm. So she's roommates with Park Yuchun and Yu In, who everybody fears because he's kind of like gruff and is a rule breaker and doesn't care about whatever, has a reputation. And, you know, that kind of thing. And then, of course, eventually, beautiful beautiful gay panic happens and uh, <laughs> and at different points do people find out that she's a girl and there there was a little love triangle that I thought was dealt with really well and I was you are in stands I see you I, I understand <laughs> now I did not know what the big deal was but I understand now I get okay. it so he is jumped up on the list <laughs> okay and i was very deep into second lead syndrome like i was like can we please i know it's not but the thing is i don't understand why she would be so in love with park Yuchin's character yeah in this show right i sort of understand how he fell in love because she taught him a lot of things about mm-hmm. being like uh, like all around fully functioning individual and not just like here is the righteous path and I know what the righteous path is and that mm-hmm. is the only path you know kind of thing and she's like my friend that is not the only way <laughs> and that is not the only thing you should think about when you think about what is the right thing to do mm-hmm. kind of thing so and they're teaching each other and it's just really a delightful like reluctant friendship happening between the like four leads Song Jun Ki was first like sort of he's a senior so he's he was sort of like trying to figure out what's going she was the first one to suspect she was a girl mm. and like it was a, almost a mission of his to like uncover that <laughs> to out her yeah but he's like a flamboyant you know well-dressed guy and He's like all fun and no, you know, no studying really, but Mm. he's also like a good egg, but he's just like, you know, his outer appearance is just like this. And um, so between the four of them, they just like formed a really, really good friendship. And then they had to 
do a thing for the king. <laughs> and then, you know, they just had to resolve some things. And of course, you have a villain who is like the school, the, like the student body president. Mm. <laughs> who has two faces. One, smug. He has a smug face. Mm-hmm. Two, pissed off. Like, he's either smug or angry. Like, he has no other emotion. And I'm just like, oh, I'm sure there's something in between that you would feel. Any happiness? No? No. No? (laughs) Never smiles. The smile is always the smug. Mm. So, yeah. But this came out in 2010. It's still i think super watchable you know it aged really well um even the like sort of gay panic stuff i thought wasn't bad mm-hmm. yeah so park min young's character is so you know it's an early you know it's an early days in her career mm-hmm. and none of them are perfect but they're all just like super i don't know charismatic on screen like i really Mm -hmm. enjoyed watching all of them interact and Mm -hmm. do their thing and park bin young's character is there's some parental secrets so it turns out her father is somebody Mm -hmm. kind of important and you know through shenanigans they like became poor and he died and all this stuff Mm -hmm. um but she since a young age has been learning you know, sort of secretly, because girls, of course, are not supposed to right. learn <laughs> how to read or write or about history or Confucianism, as it were, at the time. Mm. But she listened to her father um, teaching her brother. You know, she's listening outside of the room and she's like writing things down. And so that's how she that's how she learned. And she's mm-hmm. just... You know, somebody who has been sort of on both sides, even though she doesn't remember that much about her before life. But, you know, she's somebody who knows how hard it is to, you know, make ends meet. And being a girl, having to hustle and like this whole, there's a reason why almost every historical has a girl disguised as a boy. Because there's so not much you can do as a girl. Right. (laughs) Right. So, you know, her just using her tools, you know, to, you know, get money and Mm -hmm. get what she needs and also like to keep learning. And, you know, at there were points where she was like, I don't really want to be here. You know, like I Mm. this was not my idea. I don't know if I, you know, it's just like not worth it or whatever. But then she experienced learning you know in the classroom Mm -hmm. and then also exchanging ideas with other students and like forming friendships and then like at one point when somebody was like you need to leave because you're a girl she's like but why (laughs) but why i have had a taste of this and i do not want to let it go Mm. you know i thought that was like very compelling um you know, talking about just, like, equality in yeah. education and, like, for what reason do women are not able to have the same education as men? You right. Know, just really for what reason? There's no reason. 
<laughs> only somebody arbitrarily said that you can't. That's why. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's Sunkyung Kwan scandal. Just like really delightful, really fun. You know, some things are a little editorially awkward just because of it's 2010 and they had mm. different tools <laughs> at mm-hmm. the time to do things. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, I really, really enjoyed it and really like was quite invested in how things were going to come out and stuff. You know, some of the writing is a little like, okay, you can't be jealous when somebody doesn't know that you're a girl so they can like you. <laughs> you know, you're just like, you can't tell them they're like being bad or whatever, like disappointed or mad at them when they have no clue what's going on. I mean, right. like, you know, this kind of thing that happens sometimes and it's just like, okay, but <laughs> so, but I would recommend, I would say so you go on really great, really fresh faced, yeah. Park Min Young and friends are delightful. You know, minimum uh, politics and palace shenanigans, very much like loving the moonlight that way. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, a very, you know, it's more of a coming of age kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though the things they have to deal with is are serious, but, you know, there's very little danger you feel mm. of them you know something like truly bad happening really right right um kind of there's thing. nobody so... lurking around the corner with an, a sword <laughs> waiting to cut their heads off yes yes so yeah so i i do recommend so that all right something well, scandal i might i might have to give it a go it does sound like it would be in my in my wheelhouse like dream high in the joseon era there you Only go. <laughs> with no no singing and dancing. So the next drama that we're going to talk about is Healer from 2014. And in Healer, Park Min Young's character is Che Young Shin. Uh, and I was trying to think of how to describe kind of what Healer is about without Mm -hmm. spoiling the plot. Uh, And it's not that easy to categorize because it has, you know, it's like suspenseful and kind Mm -hmm. of a mystery. You know, there are a lot of things that are revealed Mm -hmm. along the way, but... uh, you know, also action and romance, but it's also really, really mm-hmm. funny at parts. And I think one of the th- things that makes this drama really good is it does all of those things really well. It sounds sort of impossible that it could mm-hmm. achieve all of those very different tones so successfully, but it really does. And it's mm-hmm. it's very enjoyable. Um Anyway, the main lead in this show is Ji Chung Wook, and he is a, I mean, I don't even know how you explain. He's like a mercenary for hire. Not mercenary. That makes him sound like more murderous like, than what he is. errands. He yeah. Does he does jobs. Errands that are not maybe yeah. strictly legal. <laughs> this kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them are dangerous. 
errands uh, and he's very well paid and he works together with uh, our favorite Ajima of the world, Kimmy <laughs> Kyung, who is uh, who did not get mentioned when you were talking about Sun Kun. Oh Sun Kun yes, Kwan's shout out to scandal, her. But it's she also Parkinson's mom in Sun Kun Kwan scandal. <laughs> yes, uh, we're talking about five shows today, and Kim. Kim Mi Kyung plays Park, Mung, Park Min Young's sort of mother figure ish in three mm-hmm. out of these mm-hmm. five. So it's a well well established relationship between the two of them. She's so delightful <laughs> in this show. She's the the uh, mm-hmm. hacker Ajima with crimp hair, and uh, she's just she's just hilarious. She's always on the headset with mm-hmm. Ji Chang Wook, who's off doing things. My favorite is um, how much she types. <laughs> the typing is so intense. Yeah. The keyboard work is hilarious. I love it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and it ties very much in with a trope that is not really my favorite trope. And I'm not going to talk too much about it right now because I'm going to have a <laughs> rant about this trope in a future episode. You'll have to wait for that. But I'll just call it out right now, which is the trope that I call technology mm. is magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> because they're always using, you know, using technology to do things that like you can't do in real life. You can't take like somebody's profile picture from a hundred yards away and like blow it up in perfect, you know, in perfect clarity and then rotate it 360 degrees. So you now have like a 3d model of that. That's not (laughs) a thing that is available in real life in technology. Um, And healer, you know, very much relies on being able to do a lot of things instantly through technology that are not really possible. But I mean, all that to say, it's not my favorite trope, but I'm also not really that mad about it in Healer because everything else is so enjoyable and the the story is really, really satisfying. So Park Min Young's character, Chae Young Shin, the way she fits into it all is she is a an aspiring journalist. She has a job at a tabloid. So she's just doing like, stalking celebrities like trying to uncover celebrity Mm -hmm. scandals but she really wants to be like a a real journalist the the third lead in the show is a well-known famous journalist and she idolizes this person not because he's gorgeous which he is But, you know, not because she wants to hug and kiss him, but because she wants to be like him. She wants to be a journalist with integrity and, you know, uncovering the truth like he does. So, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about it for fear Mm. of spoilers, because really the, you know, the whole thing is all of this story uh, Mm. that unfolds. And I think that they do a a really good job of unfolding it slowly, but not so slowly that you're like frustrated Mm -hmm. waiting for details. Like they dole out the pieces of the story, I think, well over the course of 
of the series. Um, but Yongchen's character has had in her background, I don't think this is spoiling the, the story too much to say, she has had some legit mm -hmm. trauma in her background. She has had some really terrible things happen to her when she's very young. And she's really haunted by that mm -hmm. trauma. You know, it very much um, has an impact on how she, how she lives her day-to-day -day life in that, you know, there are certain things that will trigger her, her trauma. Um, and then she's, you know, sort of has, has episodes as a result of that. However, one of the things that I really love about her character, um, she's very spunky. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of Park Min Young characters mm -hmm. are very spunky. And uh, despite the fact that she has this trauma, she keeps on going, even though she knows that she might get, you know, she might get triggered. She might have a breakdown, but she's so brave in the face of that and um, really determined to sort of fight for what's right and expose the truth and all of those things. So um, within the show, she's, her character has been abandoned as a young age. That's part of her trauma and uh, was raised by, adopted by and raised by a single dad. And they just have the <laughs> cutest relationship. They're really adorable together. And her dad is a hilarious character in his own right because mm -hmm. he's an attorney and a practicing attorney, but he also on the side mm -hmm. runs a cafe. Which, you know, there's a part that's like, was this just really strange PPL <laughs> that they decided to tie in this? They decided to tie in this cafe and they had no characters left who could run the cafe. Um, but part of part of the story, too, is that he's defended all of these uh, convicts who are then sort of indebted to him for life so he has this whole crew of like ex-cons <laughs> around him so she has young shin has grown up with this whole extended family of ex-cons who have taught her sort of street smarts and have imparted their experience from operating on the other side of the law to her so that's part of how her instincts as a reporter are really good why um, you know, she's, she's good at her job and sussing out the, the truth is from this, this unexpected influence from all these <laughs> ex-cons in her life. Um, the other thing is that she has such great chemistry mm -hmm. with Ji Chang Wook. You know, there are some mm -hmm. real swoony scenes between the two of them. There's a great scene because he, his identity mm -hmm. is a secret, um, you know, nobody can know who he, who he really is, which is why he's only known by this name healer, uh, because obviously he uh -huh. would be a target if he, if people found out who he really was. Um, so, you know, they have these sort of oblique interactions where she, she doesn't see his face. And then there's one scene that always stays in my mind as really swoony where, he, you know, he wants to meet her because he has 
something that he has has gotten some information that he wants to pass along to her and so she you know she knows that he's around when she goes to pick up the information uh and that he doesn't want her to see his face so she wraps her scarf around her eyes and they have this sort of conversation while she can't see him and you know they just have real good chemistry and it's real swoony and just you know the romance Uh part is great the suspense part is great the action part is great you know it's it is a very satisfying drama if you have not watched healer Uh highly recommend yeah i concur um that is definitely one of the things that it's strongest about it is that whole like doling out information in pieces that keeps you Mm -hmm. guessing but not in an irritated way like it's more like oh 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 what's next you know like it was just Mm -hmm. so good at giving you the bits and pieces at the right time to just keep you interested and up the stakes every time because you know every revelation was Mm. like what what you know (laughs) it's like Uh um so yeah it's it's so good at pacing you know the leads are very charming the romance is swoony everything works just really really well in this show so double endorsement so good so next we're gonna go back in time and we're gonna talk about City Hunter from 2011, which is the next thing she did after Sun King Kwan's scandal, paired with Lee Min Ho, one of my OG Obas. And uh, this show, this show is. Okay, so I've seen it twice. So I saw it sort of at the time it came out, 2011-ish. And then I rewatched it last year. So 10 years later. Mm -hmm. And it still holds. And it's one of these shows. So it's a like action thriller spy thing happening in this show. Mm -hmm. And the twists and turns were so good and so not like predictable that I legit forgot most of it after, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. been 10 years, so this is probably normal. (laughs) But I was, like, surprised at points. I'm like, oh, right. Oh. Oh. You know, like, I was, it's almost like Mm -hmm. watching it again for the first time. It was really, really still very good. Um, So this is, like, a political thriller a little bit. Action political thriller. So there was a thing that happened in the past, okay? So it's a military mission. It has to do with like South Korea, North Korea kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. it's a super secret mission and it got botched and did not go the way they thought it would go. And they had to basically abandon their the South Koreans had to abandon their men in order to keep it a secret. Oh, wow. Okay. So people died unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this happened. And mm-hmm. so um, 
one person survived and he is all about revenge now <laughs> so this is uh, this is our story this person wants to make the people who made these decisions pay and it was a group of people of course in the blue house or whatever you know like cabinet right right ministers so he is now preparing to like take revenge after so many years okay and Lee Min Ho when he was a baby was taken by this man watch to see why <laughs> so he took him um to like train him and help him okay. do the revenge bit so that is okay. so he's learned to be a fighter he's learned technology he's versed in weapons you know like so he is like a mercenary one man gotcha. weapon kind of person mm-hmm. okay so Park Min Young and him has a kind of connection but it is not direct it is through a third party so you know it's not really childhood connection um, mm-hmm. but Lee Min Ho was aware of her since he was young like he knows about okay. her she doesn't know anything about him um, okay. so she has been a topic that has fascinated him for years oh. so now we come and we have to do the revenge bit so <laughs> so this is still the era of we are um, doing a portion of our filming overseas so usually the portion at the top of the show. So their overseas location was Thailand this time. So that's where they're hiding out. Okay. And he's building some kind of mercenary empire to do revenge. You know, this this guy. So they're in Thailand. So now it's time to go to Korea. We go to Korea. And Park Min Young is another plucky young lady Mm -hmm. (laughs) who is down on her luck you know um because of an accident her mother passed away and her father is has been in a coma for some time now like years Mm. so she is trying to pay hospital bills and also you know pay for herself or whatever so she has like a lot of different jobs and through these jobs she meets Lee Min Ho shenanigans ensue and they end up actually working at the blue house together because one of her jobs is as a like secret service person (laughs) she she does that as like a part-time job i guess that became her main job but she still had part-time jobs um so yeah so she became like a bodyguard slash um secret service person at the blue house mainly Mm-hmm. Uh, her, at the time, her main uh, mission, I guess, was to accompany the daughter of the president. Um, the blue house is where the president lives, like a la the White House here. Right, right. So that was sort of her main occupation. And sometimes they would redistribute if there's like other things that need to happen they would pull you know like now you're gonna go here or whatever so and Lee Min Ho is in the like 
IT department. <laughs> not IT. No, he's not IT. <laughs> but a technologically heavy department where they're like analyzing things and looking okay. at security footage and, you know, making sure there's no threats, that kind of thing through okay. computering. I don't even know what they call it. <laughs> through computering. Through computer. So, so that's how the story then progresses from there. So Park Min Young, you know, I I just loved her when I when I watched this the first time. I just really her character is so strong and you know, she really is not a damsel in distress. You know, she's got a lot of difficulties, mm. but she is also very good at taking care of herself. She does not need other people's help necessarily. You know, she's very independent, but not, you know, in a dumb way. Yeah. So I really just super loved how she, uh, you know, wants to be independent. She wants to protect other people. And, you know, she's like all about action. Like she like, does, 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 go, go, go. You know, she doesn't sit there and wait for something to happen. So, yeah, yeah. So really just really liked her. You know, sometimes this kind of character can be like annoying because then it's like people already told you not to like do that because it's dangerous mm -hmm. and you could do whatever. But with her, you know, it's not just like, I'm just going to go here and do this. I don't care what other people say. You know, it's not like that. You know, it's not mm -hmm. without calculation or a plan, as it were. Yeah, yeah. So you're not, like, yelling at the screen, just like, stop that. What are you doing? Right? You know, kind of thing. And then there is a second male lead in here who is a prosecutor who ends up, you know, mm -hmm. getting weaved into all the different revenge things that happen. And... This is maybe like one of the few kind of characters where, you know, the second male lead is not a romantic interest to mm. the others. You know, I think Healer right, right. is also that because it's more yeah. of a, um, you know, brotherly kind of right um, situation. But... Yeah, it was so refreshing to me at the time. <laughs> this is not... Mm, yeah. Romance is not one of the things with this guy. And then that guy, I feel like, just had a, like, a good arc on his own. Mm -hmm. like, he's a very, very strong second lead. His contribution to the story is like really good. And I don't know, I just really loved him in this show. Mm. Um... <clears throat> Let's see. What else? Yeah. I, I just thought it was a really, really good vehicle for both Lee Min Ho and Park Min Young. Um, you know, like I said, 10 years out, it still slaps. <laughs> it's still very good and very yeah. engaging to watch. Um, it is, you know, also like Healer, it balances all the different aspects of a story very well. Mm. Um it does, it's not super strong on the romance, which is good, I thought. You know, mm -hmm. that's like sort of a backseat type thing. 
Um, mm-hmm. They don't super concentrate on that. And I think that was like super necessary. Um, but like everything else was just like so, so good. Um, yeah. So highly recommend City Hunter. Both Park Min Young and Lee Min Ho are very winning in this. I just really enjoyed it. Was that the first thing that you had seen her in? This was the first thing I've seen her in, yeah. Back yeah. in the day. And Yeah. And she honestly, made a good impression. <laughs> it might have been the first Lee Min Ho thing I've seen. Uh, oh really? Yeah, because well, I I remember not seeing uh Boys Over Flowers until after, I thought. Yeah. Okay. Well, the next thing we're going to talk about is the first time I saw Park Min Young, mm. uh, which was What's Wrong with Secretary Kim from 2018, the classic. If you haven't seen it, I feel like you should pause this <laughs> episode. Come back to us in 16 hours. We'll still be here. <laughs> um, I mean, I do, I do feel like, you know, this is one of those shows that you can't really call yourself a K-drama fan if you haven't seen it. I mm. mean, that maybe that's not fair. No, you know what? <laughs> I take that back. I'm not trying to put, put rules on other people's K-drama fandom, but I will say... It is a classic and, uh, you know, highly recommended. So in, in What's Wrong with Secretary Kim, Park Min Young plays Secretary Kim of the title. Her character's name is Kim Mi So, not to be confused or to be confused with Kim Bi Saw, which means Secretary <laughs> Kim. There's a lot of, I mean, that's basically what everybody calls her all the time is Kim Bi Saw. And her <sighs> name is Kim Mi So, which is, you know very similar anyway mm-hmm. uh i love it has like like a lot of these shows do it has a, a real silly opening sequence um and you know the different characters all get like a word in english mm-hmm. across their picture in the opening sequence and her word is legend <laughs> and that's just like I think so perfectly encapsulates her character because Miso is a legend. I mean, Mm. she is uh, so amazing. Her character is so amazing. So the whole premise of what's wrong with Secretary Kim is she is the executive secretary for the vice chairman who to all intents and purposes is the CEO, is the chairman of this, you know, big conglomerate mm-hmm. who is played by Park So Joon. Um, and he is always talking about how perfect he is in every way. <laughs> like, <laughs> how he's so handsome, how he has, you know, he's so competent at his job, how he has the best personality and all these things, um, which, you know, as you can imagine, is pretty insufferable. Uh, he's also extremely demanding. And Kim Mi So is his personal secretary 
who just like puts up with all of his nonsense constantly with complete imperturbable flair. She just rolls with every single thing. Um, and she's just at this extremely difficult and demanding job working so closely with this extremely difficult and demanding person. <laughs> uh, she is is just impeccable at it. She's just amazing. But then, you know, as the story goes on, and this is all like the first episode, you find out that not only does she take care of him so perfectly, but she takes care of everyone around her. You know, she's always smoothing the way for all of her, all of her colleagues, make, making things easier. She is taking care of both of her older sisters and, you know, worked for many years, forewent her own education so that they could both be well educated and has taken care of all of their family debt that they've incurred because of reasons. Um, and, you know, has been working as the vice chairman's secretary for nine years in this job. Mm. And so in the in the first episode, she tells uh, Park Sojin that she is going to be leaving her position. Mm -hmm. And um, and her reason is, you know, she's upfront about the reason mm -hmm. is that she wants to take care. You know, she's been taking care of him for all of this time. And finally, she has settled all of her family's debts and her sisters are all out of school and everything. And now she is going to devote her time to taking care of herself. And already in the first episode of this show, I was like, I love you. <laughs> you are Kim Miso. You are my heroine. Because I just thought that that was so amazing mm -hmm. that she is, you know, so competent. Um, and really, as you can imagine, has to sort of put up with a lot of nonsense from mm -hmm. him because he is constantly spewing nonsense. Mm -hmm. But she, despite the fact that she has to sort of tolerate his shenanigans, mm -hmm. she has a great self-image you know she mm -hmm. she does not have a low opinion of herself and she wants to take care of herself and i just thought that that was amazing uh and basically you know where the story goes is uh that he does not want to let her go as his <laughs> executive secretary and so 16 episodes worth of shenanigans ensue. No, there's more there's more to it than that and um you know, I'm not here to talk about PSJ today. We'll talk about this more <laughs> once he gets out to column F. Uh but uh but you know, because it's him and he is also very good at his job as you might expect, there is more to that character than mm -hmm. he seems at the at the outset when he's like pretty right. insufferable mm -hmm. at first. Not to the extent of what you were talking about earlier. Who's like, no, no you no, don't no. want to punch him, insufferable. Not like that. He's just so oblivious right. and like in his own world. But, um, but we're not here to talk about him. Like I say. 
Kim Miso, you know, she has to be so elegant and fancy for doing things with with him. And of course, Park Min Young, such mm-hmm. a beautiful woman, you know, so elegant, embodies that perfectly. And yet also 100% at home, believable when she's just hanging out in sweats, drinking a beer with her mm-hmm. Ani. You know, she straddles both of those worlds so, so flawlessly. Um, She's really unflappable, except (laughs) if there's a spider. That is... Can relate. That is her kryptonite. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That is her, that is her kryptonite. Um, And one of the ways that as the story goes on, she can relate to... Uh, the vice chairman's vulnerability. He also has his own kryptonite that both tie together into childhood traumas for for both of them, which I won't talk about that because that will get into spoiling the plot. But uh, just a little bit more depth to to both of their their characters and also helps to bring them together within the the story um, because of those vulnerabilities. Oh, I know what I wanted to say earlier, uh, talking about just how self-aware and how mature she is, you know, and she's, he is so ridiculous and childish, Um, but she is such a counterpoint to that with his maturity that part of his deal in, in the early episodes is, you know, he's this conglomerate son, head of the corporation. So he has to go out to these public events and be seen with, you know, some eye candy on his arm. And so he has these, he has these apparently two, we only meet one of them in the show, these two like actresses who are his dates that he goes out with, you know, when he has to be seen at these things. Um, and of course, the one that we meet in the show, of course, she's terrible and vain and <laughs> all the all the things and wants more from him, you know, wants to have a real relationship where from his point of view, like they have sort of a business understanding, not that she's getting paid or anything like that, but like this is just basically for him to have what is expected of him when he goes to these events. He's expected to have a beautiful woman as his date. And so he does, and that works Mm -hmm. out for him, but he is not interested in anything else. You know, any kind of real relationship does not even want to have skinship, like does not even want her to touch him kind of thing. Um, And so this terrible actress is, super frustrated about it and shows up at Kim Miso's apartment, you know, like cussing her out. Like, I know that you're really going out with him and all this stuff. And she's so terrible. But Kim Miso is just like calm in the face of all this nonsense and ends up counseling her, you know, as her, as her Oni, basically, <laughs> like sort of sits her down and is like, you know, he doesn't like you like that. You need to find someone like you, you need to have more self-respect and you need to find someone who's actually interested in having a relationship with you. Like, stop trying to make this scenario, this arrangement into something it's not and like, go actually 
take care of yourself and do something that's good for you. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, they have this whole conversation and then when the actress is leaving, she's all like, oh, Oni, can I come see you again? And Misa's like, <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> see you later. Uh, but, you know, I just, again, her character is so admirable and, you know, lovable and, and incessantly spunky as she puts up with all of the, all of the shenanigans of our vice mm-hmm. chairman. But, uh, I won't say too much more because there's a lot of of plot to be spoiled. It is a mm-hmm. very satisfying, very swoony romance. There's a lot mm-hmm. of swoon in this romance, and uh, I just I just love it. It was really hard for me not to rewatch all of the episodes <laughs> in preparation for this conversation because I was like, oh, just just five more minutes, mom. yeah it's definitely a classic it's one that everyone will tell you you need to check out you know along with a list of others and i mean deservedly so it is really delightful everyone is so good at their job in this show yeah just Again, the chemistry recommend. between the two main leads is, I mean, I remember when I watched this, this was, like I said, the first thing that I had seen her in and thinking their chemistry is so amazing. There is no way that they could ever have chemistry this good in any other show with other leads. I mean, of course, <laughs> you know. I have to eat my words after that because then I saw, you know, saw Healer and saw her in other things and was like, well, she's just has great chemistry. All she's just amazing at her job. And same with PSJ also in Fight for My Way. I thought his chemistry with Kim Ji Won was amazing. This show is not about that, but uh anyway, just you know, they were so swoony together that I was like, they must be dating in real life. Because it's just too. <laughs> they're not. Because they're pros. Too good. It's too, too convincing. It is too good. So yeah. so so swoony. And it's too good. And you know, it it really actually shares a lot of that kind of swoony DNA with our next show, which is her private life. Agreed. Uh, which came out in 2019. And I mean, no shade to Secretary Kim. But I think I like this one a little bit more. (laughs) You know what, Suze? I mean, I love Secretary Kim so, so much. And this whole week I've been like, which one do I like more? Do I like Secretary (laughs) Kim more? Do I like her private life more? I think I'm with you. Even with yes. all of the accolades I just yeah. poured onto Secretary Kim, I think <laughs> I like her private life even more. Yeah. And I think I did watch it in the same order that you did, which is I saw Secretary Kim first and then I saw yeah. her private life. I think that is correct. Um, I just wonder if maybe Secretary Kim was like overhyped for me or something. Mm, I mean, it is mm-hmm. all that deserving and very good. But man... Her private life. But of course this one would hit a little different for me. Especially. Because. 
her private life, what they're referring to. <laughs> is. So, Park Bin Young is Sung Duk Mi, who is a art gallery curator, essentially. Oh. And then we find out, oh no, she does everything. <laughs> she is essentially a one-person, you know, gallery, even though there's a director mm-hmm. and she has, like, two assistants that are really competent and they're doing a great job. But she is, like, the lady, right? Like, she is the one who is the ideas. She's the procurer. She is setting up everything. She cleans up after some kid, like, <laughs> threw something on an installation. Like, what? <laughs> like, she is running this gallery. She is the person. This is her day job. But at night, or alternately when she's not at the gallery, she is a hardcore fangirl. She's a fangirl of this made-up K-pop group called White Ocean. Her bias is Chashian. Um, Shian. I mean, and she does, like, the whole nine yards, you know, the the black clothing, the mask, the telelens. She, is, she knows where to go. She runs a forum website that showcases her photography of the group and she on especially. And, you know, there's a whole, you know, forum in there that you can join to chat, but you have to be a real fan because there is a test. There's a written test. To get into becoming a member of her website. And let me tell you, this this portion of it just sent me. It it sent me. <laughs> As a former fangirl myself, I just could relate so much to her activities. Like, mm. at one point at a concert, Sian throws a water bottle out to the audience and she gets it she catches it and i'm like you're gonna put it on your shelf you're gonna put it on the shelf and she did mm-hmm. <laughs> and she mm-hmm. totally did mm-hmm. and her house is full of you know different things related sort of to the band and to Xi'an, um that has meaning to really her to me I hadn't occurred to me until right now talking about it. And I have thought about this show quite a bit, but that she is essentially a curator, a museum curator in her own home mm-hmm. where the theme of the museum is <laughs> Shia and White Ocean. So, yeah, so there's like a duality to her life. And of course, she does not want people to know that she's doing this side thing because, you know, teenagers do that not like grown-ass women like her Mm. who has like a real job and real responsibilities but no that's not true and i can attest to that (laughs) (laughs) so anyway going back so she's the curator of this gallery and there's some scandal and we talked a little bit about this during Kim Sun Young's episode, who is fantastic here as the director of this gallery, just unlike any other role I've seen her in, just 
incredible. If you think also explains why Parkman Young's character is running the show. Yes. At the beginning of this series, because Kim Sun Young's character is not competent to right. run the show at the gallery. You can think about any like rich person who wants to own a gallery because they're bored mm. and what they are supposed to look like. Kim Sun Young, she looks like that. She that is exactly what you will think somebody like that would look like. So she's there and, you know, of course, has no idea what, has no real sense of art, (laughs) has no real sense of how to run a gallery. So Parkman Young is the one who is doing everything in hopes of some kind of promotion one day. And one day that promotion is almost in her grasp and then it didn't happen. And enter our male lead. Ryan Kim Gold, J. Kim Jae-wook, who comes in with some baggage and a mission mm. and some other things and shenanigans ensue, romance ensue, and like an adult romance. Very just, there's no, it's just like one of the best relationships in a K-drama you've ever seen. Because- yeah. Once they are together, they are together and they like talk about anything that might be a problem and like they talk through things and they support each other through some difficult times and different revelations that happen and, you know, not just give up and run away and say, I can't be with you because of blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that never happens. They, They really weather through it and just are mature adults mm-hmm. <laughs> when handling things that happen in their relationship which was so so beautiful so i just and it's like she's so competent similar to her secretary kim character mm-hmm. just she does everything impeccably so well she's so knowledgeable um about art because she used to be wanting to be an artist and she used to um do art but then uh there was some kind of accident and she couldn't really do that anymore um but she's still pouring all that into you know her job as a curator and she's like very good at it um but going back she's also very good at her fangirling (laughs) 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 i mean she's so smooth going into this other persona knowing the angles, knowing like how to take the right pictures and, you know, her like chatting with the other fans about like different things that happen in life and relationship issues, even like not always just talking about their, you know, idol Mm. is really, really cute. But I really loved how in the first episode, she's talking to her mother at the house and how her mom is like, you're not fangirling, are you? Like, you should stop that. And she goes, Who's, whose daughter am I? You know fangirls are not born, but they are trained. They are made. Mm. They are made. And, and cut to her mom, who is knitting up a storm, and everything in her their house is knitted. Like, all the things yeah. that Allison did it. And then her dad is scrubbing some rocks. So he has a rock collection yeah. and has done yeah. it forever. And there is this perfect montage when she was young 
of her coming home with different fangirl getups. And I don't know what the first one is referring to. It might be H-O-T. It might be Shekskis. I can't pronounce what they're called. Um, so the first one comes out, she's like really young. And then the second one, she's <laughs> she has a G-O-D scarf. And I was like, oh, wow. And then the third time she comes in, she has a Cassiopeia hoodie, which is the fan club of TVXQ, who is my big <laughs> group that I fangirl. It's TVXQ. It's their fault that I was in that situation. But I was just like, this is so satisfying to me that I like can recognize these things. And like how she like, the last thing was the Cassiopeia hoodie. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> can relate can relate mm-hmm. but i want to also shout out to her friend here who is also a fangirl so played by Park Jinju, who has been mm-hmm. in similar roles and i'm kind of thinking of her as like a judy greer kind of actress now mm-hmm. like always the best friend and never like sort of the main person Mm-hmm. Um, so far, but she is so, so good at that role also as a fangirl friend who understands like the need to like watch everything and know everything and like commiserate about stuff or squeal about stuff. And I just, I just think their, their friendship is just so good and so fun and she just yeah. has like such an interesting attitude about life and uh, I don't know. She's so good. So I just want to shout out Pardon Jew, just like a really great addition to this cast. Um, yeah. But yeah, if she's you, always enjoyable, she is always enjoyable. So if you want a romance story that has a good relationship that is like sort of minimal stress between the the two people mm. also it has every trope you could think of as well <laughs> there's so many tropes but like in a good way you know and super swoony the romance yeah i mean the first yeah. time they kissed oh gosh <laughs> i mean it is it is like a little spicy that like make out session mm-hmm. so if you're tired of that peck on the lip with nobody moves, check out <laughs> her private life. That's true. Her private life. That's her what's happening life. in her, her private life. Yeah. Again, <laughs> they have amazing chemistry. I mm-hmm. mean, and this was uh I think I I think I watched this after I watched Healer. I can't remember Mm -hmm. which order I watched them in for sure. But I think, you know, this was already in the, I was like, oh my gosh, she has amazing chemistry with every one of her male leads, you know, Mm -hmm. because she's just so good. But I I agree with you 100% about them being Mm grownups in their relationship with such uh, so refreshing and you know a male and female lead that use their words mm-hmm. to communicate with each other 
Mm-hmm. So delightful. Um, and even though I don't have quite the same fangirl history as you have, I loved <laughs> that it was treated with such respect. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like when that comes up so often in um, in popular culture, it's like a punchline, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I'm not down with that. And I just thought, you know, that, that she and Park Jinju's character also are you know, adults with lives and, you know, Park Jinju is married and a mom mm-hmm. and an entrepreneur and, you know, they have all these responsibilities and things that they take seriously in their lives, but also this is their hobby mm-hmm. and they are they are not embarrassed about it and they are real, real good at it. So, uh, yeah, I, I love that show. Uh, also, it's another one in which Kim Mi Kyung plays her mother. Yes. <laughs> that's number that's number three. I mm-hmm. said earlier that that uh three out of five, but it's actually four out of six. We're talking about six shows today, and four of them have Kim Mi Kyung in them. Mm-hmm. So they have a well established bond. They do. And Kimmy Kyung is back again in the last show that we're going to talk about today, which is forecasting love and weather mm-hmm. from 2022. The most recent thing of, uh, well, not the most recent, because when we're talking about this, I think Loving Contract is just finished. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's done or not. I think yeah. it's done. Mm-hmm. We have not watched it because, I mean, I won't speak for Susie, but I'm not down with the ongoing drama things. Nope. I'm looking at you, Red Sleeve. <laughs> too many. Cannot. Too many sleep, sleepless nights with the uh, with the cliffhangers. I just wait until it's all done, and then I will mm-hmm. start with episode one. Um, and I haven't seen but this anyway. one either, forecasting love and weather. Right. So, obviously, I saw it relatively recently because it's relatively recent and uh park min young's character is jin hakyung mm-hmm. she is a weather forecaster per the title uh all of the events of this drama happen in and around the oh, i can't remember what they call it in the show it's the the korean weather forecasting service mm-hmm. And her character is the younger of two sisters of an overbearing mother. The overbearing mother, once again, played by Kimmy Kyung. <laughs> uh, probably the least, for me, the least likable of the Ajima Omni roles mm-hmm. that she plays that we've talked about today. She's real, real annoying. Mm. Um, in the first episode, she's engaged to be married you know getting ready for upcoming wedding and it's just one of those things where like you just know like let's just cut we know that they're not getting married we know that this is falling apart he's not doing any of the things that he's supposed to be doing so let's just cut to the end and so in episode two you know they have not gotten married oh and she finds him in bed with another woman in the first episode uh yeah, so they do not end up getting married. He ends up 
in two months time getting married to the woman that she has caught him with and they end up taking the the honeymoon trip together that was the one that had been scheduled with Parkman Young's character which I'm just like uh, yeah I mean he's just mm. trash mm-hmm. this this ex-fiance um yeah we're not here to talk about that but I feel like I can't can't avoid talking about the fact that I had issues with this show I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people hated mm-hmm. it like there were things that I really liked about it there were things that I thought were really legit good about it um but i mean the main the main things my main issues were i thought the writing was really uneven i thought it was very good at points mm-hmm. and very poor at points mm-hmm. a lot of the the having to do with the ex fiance his character this is going to be very spoilery because i would not necessarily recommend watching this drama so i don't really care if i spoil it for you because mm-hmm. you should watch something else instead <laughs> uh but a lot of my issues with the writing were the arc of the ex-boyfriend or the ex-fiance character uh-huh. he's so so terrible at the beginning like mm. so actively terrible mm-hmm. and then like basically gets to some extent like to a large extent gets a redemption arc but to me he starts out too terrible Mm -hmm. like there's no there's no redemption for the second lead in that position in my opinion Mm. he's just too terrible he does not make enough amends for how terrible he is and all of the things that he continues to do it's not like it's like his terribleness is limited to his Mm -hmm. first episode behavior no no he continues to be terrible for a long time um you know so that like from the story perspective i had problems with the writing also really relied so heavily on the weather metaphors to the point where it's like, yes, we get it. We get it. Um, And also just the stakes were so high within the weather forecasting center and people flipping out if they like made a mistake forecasting the weather, which it's like... (laughs) I really had to, like, are the stakes really that high? Like, everyone knows you can't predict the weather. Like, they do the best they can with the information that they have, but they're not going to get it wrong all the time because nobody has control over the weather. And just the way the stakes were set as if, like, as if they had more control over it felt very... I was very incredulous. Of, like, <laughs> can the stake are the stakes really that high? Because I don't. I feel like in the United States, at least, people understand that weather forecasters don't control the weather, <laughs> and it felt like a lot of people in this show did not understand that. And I do not think people in the United States are smarter than people in South Korea <laughs> by a lot. I don't think that. So. <laughs> I just, I found that sort of uh, improbable. Anyway, that's a lot of me venting about the show overall. Um, But uh, Parkman Young's character is, at the beginning of the show, has recently been promoted 
at her job to the the youngest head of a team in you know in the weather forecasting service and i think one of my other problems with this show that i felt really frustrated with was you know and again i guess it's appropriate that this one comes last mm. after we've talked about all of her other shows mm-hmm. because over and over again in these shows parkman young has played characters who were superstars at their jobs mm-hmm. you know who are so competent and just rock stars and here she's gotten this promotion but she, she's never really demonstrated to be great at her job mm. like it's not really clear why she has been promoted as this youngest person other than like it's necessary for the plot mm-hmm. for her to have this position of power but I just found that very unsatisfying that, like, it was not clear that she was good at her job. Other people on her team are good at their jobs, mm-hmm. are demonstrated to be good at their jobs. But I did not get that from her character. Oh. Um, so that was sort of unsatisfying from that standpoint. Um, and also, you know, I said before that after watching her private life, I was like, oh, my gosh, she is just the chemistry queen Mm -hmm. has amazing chemistry with every male lead and then i went and watched forecasting love and weather and was like oh i was wrong (laughs) (laughs) they just don't sparks do not fly Mm -hmm. i think it's song kong Mm -hmm. i think is the the main uh male lead he's very likable they just don't like they're they just don't mesh, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like, they just don't have good chemistry with each other. Um, also, their characters are very, very different from each other. Mm-hmm. But it just makes some of the things in the show harder to accept because you're like, but why do you like each other so much when you're so different and, like, you don't have any chemistry? Mm-hmm. Um. But I will say that I did really like the fact that um, her character is grown up. She has that in common with her character in her private life. She's she's quite self-aware mm-hmm. and pretty good at expressing verbally kind of what's going on with herself emotionally and so when she's like in this burgeoning relationship with the with the male lead you know she's good at expressing kind of all of the all of her trepidation about getting into a new relationship because of everything that's gone on in the past with her Mm -hmm. you know failed engagement and everything um which was a nice, you know, again, a nice change of pace to have a character who uses her words. It just sort of fell flat because I didn't care that much about their relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I, from a, I appreciated that as a viewer, like from a writing standpoint mm-hmm. that they gave her character that. Um, and I think Parkman Young acted it fine. I just didn't really believe that she wanted to be in a relationship with this guy because, like, the stakes in their relationship did not feel that high because of their lack of chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, I just, I just don't know about this show. <laughs> oh, and she was very, uh, 
another thing that was strange was because of her whole background and also her her character has some some backstory trauma um she's very anxious Mm -hmm. her character came across as very anxious which again was so different from sort of what we expect of parkman young Mm -hmm. so i think that that may have been part of why this show was not was not so enjoyable the not so much the secondary characters this the second lead who is the the ex-fiance and then the woman who he ends up marrying Mm -hmm. are the second female and male leads them I could have done without, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tertiary characters, that was what I was really invested in. That was what got... I I for sure would have had a DNF on this series if it hadn't been for those tertiary, tertiary characters. Um, there were some really delightful friends. And, you know, I really loved this, the sort of side stories. Mm-hmm. So... My suggestion would be to give it a pass mm-hmm. because just because there are so many good like there's no reason to watch a mediocre thing when there are so many good things out there. Yeah. That is my uh, that is my take on forecasting love in the weather. It is a lukewarm cloudy day. <laughs> oh, it's a muggy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe a little so muggy, mu- unpleasant. A muggy, cloudy day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I can't recommend it in good conscience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, PMY. I mean, I feel like that's a little bit of a letdown because mm-hmm. it it's like ends this episode on on a bummer because we love her so much. Right, right. All right. these other shows we love. Yeah. Just not this one. You can't bat a thousand. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, at least it's not like a bomb bomb. You know, like it's not no, it's like true. unwatchable kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, you gotta miss some time. Gotta miss some time. So, yeah. Well, Lynn. What are your favorite Park Min Young scenes? Now that we talked mm. about six of her shows that we've we seen. We talked about six shows, which, I mean, she's been, as you said at the beginning, she's been in so many that there are, are plenty more that we have not mm-hmm. seen and did not talk about. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, of, of the ones that we talked about, I mean, it's funny because I do think that her private life is probably, if I had to pick one favorite... Mm-hmm. Her private life would slightly edge out Secretary Kim. Um, but uh, the two scenes I picked, neither of them is from her private life. <laughs> the first the first scene that I think of, which is not even like necessarily a great acting showcase, but yeah. it's just so memorable, uh, is, I'll, I mean, I just call it that proposal scene in secretary kim if you know you know uh that you know i don't i don't really want to spoil it she gets proposed to a number of times oh i mean he proposes to her i think in episode one so that's not really a spoiler because <laughs> he 
you know, he has decided that the way to keep her in her job as secretary <laughs> is that I'll, I'll just marry you and then you'll have to stay. Yeah. So, uh, so that's not really a spoiler. And also, you know where this story is going. Um, but uh, when he finally, you know, does it for real, approaching the end of the series, it's, you know, very swoony, very lovely and touching and memorable. And it's a just a great sequence. So mm-hmm. I love that scene. Um, and the other scene that, that I really love, I mean, there are a lot of mm-hmm. scenes that I love of hers, but another one that really stays with me that I love is a scene in Healer. Mm-hmm. And I al- alluded earlier to, or I talked earlier about, uh, you know, about her pre-existing trauma that gets triggered in certain situations. There's a scene where she and Ji Chang Wook's character who... He, he goes to work at the news organization where she works mm-hmm. because of reasons, but she doesn't know. She only knows him as his, like, news uh, maknae persona. She doesn't know him as, as he, she doesn't know that he is healer. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows right. him, but she doesn't know that he is healer. So they have gone together um, to confront this bad guy Mm -hmm. about a bad thing that he did and he's out in the in the garden and he's you know a terrible bully and he's being a terrible person and the things that he does are triggering her trauma Mm -hmm. and so she's you know very upset and emotional um, but still, despite the fact that she's, you know, sort of having a breakdown, she still is standing up to him in the midst of that. She still is exhibiting her strength of character mm-hmm. at the same time as she is, you know, having having these sort of trauma flashbacks. Um, and this is all happening in the garden of this terrible guy's house uh and ji chung wook's character as this is going on and you know it's all very heightened and emotional he like kicks over one thing in the garden and all of these (laughs) garden shelves come crashing down everywhere and it's just chaos and it's like a um a Rube Goldberg machine, yeah. if you know what that is, where it's like one like one pot falls on a shovel and the shovel flies up perfectly and like triggers another thing mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, this this perfect, uh perfectly designed chaos of things that happen that like puts puts a stop to the, the bullying that's going on and it's just like so satisfying i mean parkman young is really great and her character is really great in what she's doing but also just then what happens with the all the everything coming crashing down around them is just really satisfying in that moment to see him get his comeuppance right then Mm -hmm. so I just always remember that scene and i really love it (laughs) what are your favorite scenes suze well, um, one I've sort of talked about already, but in Sun Kyung Kwan's scandal, I really loved when she defends herself 
and wants to stay at the school and mm. argues for herself and for women. Mm-hmm. But why, you know, why can't we do this kind of thing? And I just always love a speech that is sticking it to the patriarchy. <laughs> Chef's kiss. I just really enjoy those kinds of moments. So I really like that. You know, I thought she was yeah really like emotionally very good her face was like you know she's like trying to be strong but she's also like very hurt and sad and you know Mm. knowing that maybe this is not gonna work out but i'm gonna go for it anyway and it's just like that whole just like her whole being was like very i don't know it was very nice to to watch that scene it's Mm. just very impactful i thought yeah um and then i also really love and this is also a testament to her character in her private life where Mm. you know ryan has some kind of artsy yips (laughs) so he was you know he's also a painter other than an arts administration person but something happened and he was he's blocked he just can't do it yeah. And so she is trying to help him without like mm. forcing the issue, but just like finding solutions that could work to help him mm-hmm. ease back into it. And, you know, that moment where she's like, How, why don't you try tracing instead of just yeah. straight out drawing? Like, maybe that will be helpful. And I just thought that was such a like great, like, just like, uh, essence of like their relationship you know like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they both don't like push the other too hard on certain things and don't force their own sort of convictions or whatever but really find ways to help the other person overcome whatever it is they need to overcome and i just really 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 like that that moment yeah 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 that is a great great scene I love that. Yeah. Precious. So good. We love you, Park Min Park Young. Park Young. Really, just, uh, I can't wait to just watch all her other stuff that we haven't seen yet. There are yeah. many, so many, uh, in yeah. between, you know, the years that, you know, we've only skimmed the surface of her work. It's true. So there's true. many out there that I'm very much looking forward to watching. So, it is now time for me to ask Lynn anything. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, well, we... I never know what to expect. <laughs> We've actually touched upon it a little bit today. Um, and it's about DNFing. You know, you've said you might oh. have DNFed forecasting love mm-hmm. and weather, if not for the tertiary characters. I'm anticipating... DNFing. <laughs> she was pretty. It was pretty. Or Backstreet Rookie. We'll see who's gonna. Mm. I I suspect I will still um, move on with she was pretty, even though Parkson yeah. was terrible. Because guess what, Parkson is still Parkson, and he is like, <laughs> it is undeniable when he is on screen that you want to see him. Even yeah. though he is a butthole. 
So he is terrible. a grade A butthole. But I'm like, I cannot, I mean, what is this? What is this magic juju what is this you magic? have I know. hold on I know. people? Like, it is crazy. But I'm just like, yes, okay. It's been a minute since I've seen a Park Sojourn property. So I'm like, oh, now I remember. Yeah, it's, you can't yeah. escape this. You yeah. Know? So we'll see. If he continues on, <laughs> I might, I might not, but. I suspect that will. Anyway, what what would be some things that would DN make you DNF for sure? Mm. Mm. That is a good that is a good question. I mean, I feel like it's it's a recipe, right? Because I certainly yeah. have finished things that uh, that really really annoyed me. And a lot of times I finished those because I loved the actors who were in them mm-hmm. so much. Um, you know, there was something that kept me going. I'm trying to think of what things I have started. I mean, there there really aren't that many things that I've watched, like, a number of episodes of and didn't finish. There are a couple of things that... I watched like part of the first episode of and was like, oh no, this is not for me. But I don't know if that even really counts as DNF. Like speaking of PSJ, mm-hmm. uh, I watched not even the whole first episode of Witch's Romance. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was like hurting my eyeballs. I just <laughs> couldn't. Even. <laughs> It was so, so cringy. And even despite PSJ being in it, that it was just too, like, too ridiculous Mm -hmm. premise. Like, just too many shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Too, I just couldn't with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things that, like, I did not like, but that I still finished. Like, we haven't talked about it at all yet uh, because we haven't talked about any of the people who are in it, but Sonam Girls High School Investigators, Mm -hmm. we will talk about later on at least twice, I think. Yeah. Um, And... I, you know, it was so inexplicable to me. It had actors that I really love in it, Mm -hmm. but also the plot was so inexplicable that I just kept watching to see, like, (laughs) if it was going to make more sense at some point. Like, you know, so it's, yeah, that's a hard question to say, like, Mm -hmm. across the board. I mean, the things that, that tend to annoy me are, like, stupid plot things that you know plot devices that are just there to accomplish something in the plot but that make no inherent Mm -hmm. sense Mm -hmm. and terrible characters who are in it too much Mm -hmm. and who have too much power within the the narrative Mm -hmm. like those are the things that mostly make me yell at the screen a lot (laughs) yell at the screen (laughs) yell at the screen a lot yeah um yeah i mean i feel like i'm pretty you know i watched all of forecasting love and weather because there were things that i really liked in it and i do try and find Mm -hmm. 
things that I like, even in things that I don't necessarily are think are stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I give things too much of a too much of a chance, but I end up, you know, sometimes. I mean, I know like people didn't. A lot of people didn't seem to like um, the sound of magic, but I actually really, really liked it mm-hmm. once I gave it. A, you know, I wasn't sure in that first episode, but once I gave it a chance, I really, really liked it. So mm-hmm. this is a very meandering, unclear <laughs> answer. Okay. Yeah, there's not a clear cut answer to it, but it's good to know like what things might direct yeah. you towards. Oh, I can't really. I don't care to finish this or whatever, you know. Kind of yeah. stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if there even is anything else that I've gotten past the first. I mean, there are things like um, weightlifting fairy mm-hmm. that I haven't gone. Like I've watched the first episode mm-hmm. of, and I haven't gone back to. Mm-hmm. But it's not because I never intend to go back. Right. I just haven't gone back right. yet. Like I definitely yeah. wouldn't call that a DNF. Right. Or what's the one with uh? Shinmin Ah and Lee Jae Hoon. Uh, Can't even think. Tomorrow with you. Tomorrow with you. Yeah. Uh, Which I've watched like three or four episodes of. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've watched several of. It's just like not so compelling. You know, like you were saying earlier, it doesn't make me want to keep watching it urgently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I did watch all of. Why did I watch all of? what was that one with Ji Chang Wook and uh, Kim Ji Won? Oh, uh, love, love struck in the city. Yeah, why did I watch all of it? Because it was short. Oh, okay. <laughs> if if that show had been sixteen or twenty hours, I for sure would have DNF'd mm-hmm. it. But I finished it because it's only it's like ten half hours or mm-hmm. something. It's like it's very short. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Oh, I I did not finish and will likely not finish Empress Key. There you go. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That is too much palace shenanigans for you and terrible character. Yeah. Yeah, that so there it is. I, it only took me twenty minutes to me- meander around to the actual answer, which is the the magic. The special sauce for me spitting it out is uh, too long, mm-hmm. too much palace shenanigans, which equals like terrible people doing terrible things and succeeding at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and terrible, terrible main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Ji Chung Wook. I mean, I'm glad that we're friends now because that was the yeah. first thing that I ever saw him I in. Know. And I was like, mm. I was like, oh no, let's <laughs> not. Uh, yeah. I was like, I I do not get people's love of him hard. Like I I really do not get it. But now I now I get yeah. it. Now we're yeah, yeah. friends, John yeah. Wook. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't lose any sleep over the fact that we weren't friends because we're <laughs> friends now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here we are at the end, Yeah, Time flies when you're having fun. Let us know what you think about Park Min Young, about any of the shows we've seen, 
which other shows you've seen her in that you recommend we check out mm, right now? Right, because there are a lot. <laughs> which yeah. one we should run to? Um, yeah, yeah. Let us know what do you what are your thoughts on Park Min Young and her roles and etc. You know, as always, you can find us on Instagram at Onis on Opa's Pod. Tell us, you know, who are your favorites? Who do you wanna want us to cover? You know, we're not necessarily taking requests, but we will consider. <laughs> we will consider. We are not not taking requests. We're not not taking requests, but we're you know we are not gonna do an episode of someone just because somebody requested it. But you know, I mean, we're always adding. I mean, I said at the at the top that I just watched business business proposal, and you know, the first thing I did after I finished watching business proposal, Susie. I was on my drama list. Mm-hmm. Like, what other things has Anya yes, been in? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course you did. Because <gasps> Temu, hello. So good. Come on. So good. Uh, because there's always mm-hmm. room in our heart there's... for another Opa. Yeah. Yep, yep. Because like Kim Sun Young said in Reply 1988, aren't all of the handsome ones called Opa? Yes. We believe that they are. <laughs> we believe. If you believe, <laughs> come back next time. <laughs> we'll talk to you then. <laughs> Annyeong! Annyeong! <laughs>